What do you actually have to do to ensure that the results of your clinical trial are actually being reported? My name is David Kossip, and I'm with NIH's All About Grants. From the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, this is All About Grants. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to say that we have with us Daisy Duque. She is a senior clinical trials analyst with the Division of Human Subjects Research within the NIH Office of Extramural Research, my colleague. And um, I welcome you to the show. Thank you, David. I'm glad to be here. So, Daisy, just tell us briefly, what exactly is this clinical trials reporting policy anyways? Sure. Um, So for those who are not familiar with the clinical trials reporting policy, we are referring about the policy on the dissemination of clinical trials information, um, which requires all NIH-funded clinical trials to register and report clinical trials information into clinicaltrials.gov. Um, and by all clinical trials, we mean not just efficacy clinical trials, but also pilot, feasibility, um, behavioral, exploratory, mechanistic, and basic experimental studies with humans, known as BASH. And we also um, talk about all clinical trials, not just, um, and we're also referring to all clinical trials, regardless of the intervention type and study phases. Definitely a lot of different types of trials out there. What exactly is the purpose? Why does this policy even exist? Great question, David. Um, It is largely about transparency and broad dissemination of clinical trials information. Um, It's important for science that the information about clinical trials that work and don't work be made public. And this goes beyond scientific journals um, and information accessible to scientists. We want information to be available to physicians, IRBs, and and other members of the research community so that they find information in a consistent and concise way uh, to know the work that has been done, what has worked and not, and the approaches used to make this determination. We also want information to be available to patients and their families so they find the information about clinical trials as well. So the broad and timely dissemination of information is very important. The uh, broad and timely dissemination, I'd like to you know, jump on that. You know, like, uh, what are we actually requiring our recipients and our applicants do to ensure that that you know, information is broadly disseminated? Sure, well, first of all, we want to um, make sure that investigators proposing clinical trials provide a dissemination plan with their NIH applications. So the plan needs to describe how they plan to meet the policy expectations and how they plan to meet the required deadlines. So um, it's important for them to plan accordingly to ensure that they register and report results information on time. Um, After the study begins, um, awardees have to register their study into clinicaltrials.gov um, no later than 21 days after the enrollment of the first participant. And then lastly, um, awardees need to provide the, their summary results into clinicaltrials.gov. And this is no later than one year after the clinical trials primary completion date. Uh, so this is very important for them to know. 
in in kind of echoing uh, some of the statement you made earlier about like efficacy trials, pilot studies, basic experimental studies in humans, there's all sorts of trials. So, you know, I'm thinking about what about applicable clinical trials, ACTs, um, are they encompassed in this policy? Absolutely. And this is actually a common misconception. And as I mentioned earlier, all clinical trials are um, required to meet the policy requirements and not just ACTs, applicable clinical trials are required to register and re report results um, under FADA regulation. And uh, registration and reporting of all NIH clinical trials are part of the NIH uh, award terms and conditions. Are there any exemptions, uh, exceptions rather, to this policy? Right. Um, there is a rare temporary exception given to a type of clinical trial uh, that I mentioned earlier as well. It's known um, as Basic Experimental Studies with Humans, BESH, and um, they are allowed to register and report their summary results into an alternate platform other than clinicaltrials.gov. And um, basically all other clinical trials are, are required to use clinicaltrials.gov. And for those interested uh, for basic experimental studies with humans, Besh, um, we do have a podcast on that too. So you can definitely learn a little bit more about what, um, what those studies are all about. Um, you mentioned exceptions, you know, what about in situations where like uh, someone is just not complying with the policy, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing? What, what, what kind of recourse does NIH have? Sure, this is a very important question. Um, awardees do really need to comply with the policy requirements. Um, NIH is tracking them and it's also sending letters and notifications to institutions where studies um, are potentially non-compliant. So um, in addition, if um, a study is delayed in registration or results reporting um, at the time of the progress report, the, the recipients will get notified from the system. And if this is the case, uh, the award cannot be made until the requirements are met. So um, also, as the policy indicates, um, a failure to comply with the terms and conditions of the NIH award um, may result in, um, in enforcement actions, and this may include termination of the award. So this is really, really important that um, applicants make sure that registration and reporting are done on time. Yeah, I definitely echo that, that it's critically important. And, you know, I, I suspect, you know, we're not going to get every possible question answered in this conversation. So, you know, like if, what about situations? How do you, uh, how can people go about asking questions and getting additional answers from us? What kind of resources are available to folks? Yes, David. Um, and we really have not talked about how to reach out for help, but um, NIH um, has different resources and NIH has worked um, with recipients and investigators to ensure that they are aware of the requirements and the deadlines. Uh, we have done a lot of outreach to ensure that the community know where to find information. Um, so we have very helpful information on the extramural research web pages and some useful resources such as a decision tree, as well as um, open mic blogs in the research nexus. For questions about the policy or the dissemination plan, they can always reach out to their institution's office of sponsored programs, um, or reach out to their NIH program official that will be listed in the notice of fund and opportunity. Um, if 
they also have policy questions or more general questions, they can reach out to one of our mailboxes, um, oer-hs at nih.gov. And if they have more technical questions or questions about um, the clinicaltrials.gov platform, they can always reach out to register at clinicaltrials.gov. Great, thank you for all those uh, all those resources. Um, this has been a great opportunity to learn more about the policy of what we require for clinical trials reporting. Are there any final thoughts, anything you'd like to leave with the audience um, about, you know, about this policy? Yes, David. Um, so I can stress enough uh, the importance of completing the requirements on time. Uh, this is truly a shared commitment um, to ensuring that information is disseminated broadly and with the help of the research community, we can together provide transparency and accountability of the clinical trial system. So if you're an investigator and you're approaching the deadline, please ensure that you either register or submit the results uh, well ahead of the deadline um, and provide information to clinicaltrials.gov. Or if you receive a letter from NIH about a potentially non-compliant trial, please submit your um, registration results as quickly as possible. Uh, also, if you're an institution leader, please emphasize to your investigators the importance of completing the requirements on time and consider providing um, processes and creating internal controls to make this easier for the investigators to ensure that they provide uh, the information uh, more efficiently into clinicaltrials.gov. A shared commitment. I like that and completely agree. We're all in this boat together to ensure all the results of our supported clinical trials are out there and available to, to people uh, to find and, and to learn from. Well, Daisy, again, I appreciate this opportunity to learn uh, more about the clinical trials policy from you. Again, I, I'll echo what she said, um, you know, reach out to your office of sponsored research, check out the grants.nih.gov website. There's tons of information available there. Reach out to your program staff when appropriate, you know, ask questions. We definitely want to make sure that, you know, all this is, is working for everyone. Again, this has been David Kossip with NIH's All About Grants. Thank you. Thank you, David.